Hello and welcome to Ireland Education's podcast on forces, moments and centre of gravity. This podcast is a slightly shorter podcast and covers the common content from GCSE to recap the principles which are carried through to A-level. Let's start with a quick refresher on scalar and vector quantities. A scalar quantity is one which only describes the magnitude of something, for example, distance, speed and mass. A vector quantity not only has a magnitude, but also has a direction too, using positives and negatives. For example, velocity, weight, forces, acceleration and displacement. So let's continue with forces. If you're given a force which is applied at an angle, say 20 degrees above the horizontal, you may need to be able to split this force into its horizontal and vertical components. To do this, use sine and cosine trigonometry. The diagonal force is a hypotenuse of the triangle and use sine and cosine to find the opposite and adjacent sides. When multiple forces act on an object, the sum of all the forces is called the resultant force. If the resultant force is zero, because all the forces cancel out, then the object must either be stationary or at a constant velocity. If there is a resultant force, then we can use Newton's second law, which is summarised in the formula F equals ma, to find the acceleration of the object. The other way to solve forces is to use scale diagrams. To find the resultant force of multiple forces on an object, draw each force top to tail in a line. Once you've drawn all the forces to the correct scale and angle, join up the start of this line to the end of the line and then this is your resultant force. Measure the length of the arrow to find the size and then the angle. Make sure to draw all the arrows accurately for this to work. Continuing on with Newton's laws, let's go over the first law. This states that an object remains at rest or constant velocity unless an external force acts on it. This links back to what we said about the resultant force and acceleration previously. Newton's third law is that for every action, there is an equal reaction in the opposite direction. This explains why, when an object's weight is exerted on the floor, it doesn't just fall through the floor. The floor provides an equal force which acts upwards on the object to keep it in place. The force is called the reaction force and is always equal to the force provided by the object's weight on the floor. Let's move on to moments. A moment is the product of the force and the perpendicular distance from the pivot. A single moment around a point causes an object to rotate. If there are two equal and opposite forces at equal distance away from the pivot, then these two forces are called a couple. The two forces will cause rotation, but no linear acceleration, as the object isn't moving anywhere, but it's just spinning on the spot. If we consider an object with at least one force acting at a perpendicular distance from the pivot, we know that this creates a moment and the object starts to spin. So in order to stop this object from spinning, we're going to need another moment, equal to the first one and acting in the opposite direction. If the total clockwise moment and the total anti-clockwise moment are equal, then the object is in equilibrium and it won't rotate. Last thing which we're going to look at today is the centre of mass. The centre of mass of an object is the average point at which the sum of all the mass can be considered to act. For example, for a uniform sphere, the centre of mass is at the centre of the sphere. 
for a uniform donut shape, the centre of mass is in the middle of the hole in the middle, so you can see that it doesn't have to always be inside the solid part of the shape. The centre of mass can be used to work out whether an object will topple over. For example, if I put a tissue box on the edge of a table, if I kept nudging the box closer and closer to the edge, there will be a point where the box will fall off the table. At this tipping point, the centre of mass of the tissue box is now no longer over the table, but in fact is now over the air, and therefore the box is going to fall. This is also used to find when objects will topple over. For example, if a person stands on one leg, if they wobble too far sideways, then the centre of mass will move from being over their foot to being outside of the contact area the foot has with the floor, and they're going to topple over. We can summarise this by stating that while the centre of mass of an object is over the base, then the object will stay upright. But if the centre of mass moves outside of the base, then the object will topple over. When we consider the moments acting in this scenario, the pivot is the point of contact with the floor. When the centre of mass is acting outside of the pivot, it's acting at a distance, which means that it's creating a rotational moment, which is why it's going to topple over. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow Arlen Education or like us on Facebook for updates, free guides and information for our online group tuition classes and private tutors.